0: We're talking about the future of learning. We've got Agile, we've got podcasts, we've got whatever you wanna talk about because we are live at Learning 2019 from Orlando. It is the Learning Geeks podcast coming now.
1: All right, so welcome back to segment two of the Learning Geeks podcast live from Orlando, Florida. We have a great studio audience here. They're excited. They had so many questions for us, uh, but we said we need to jump back in and have our other guests. We're so excited to have with us Carrie and Carol from the Accenture team. They have very
0: similar names, but you will be able to tell their voices apart very easily.
2: Yeah, I do have an accent. You do have an accent. I'm not from the
3: U.S.
0: Where are you from, Carol?
3: Buenos Aires, Argentina.
0: A beautiful city.
3: It is.
2: It
0: is. And where are you from, Carrie?
3: Well, I have a strong Colorado accent. Which some <laughs> of you might pick up on, so that's what you'll hear.
0: <laughs> yep. And awesome. where do, where do you live now?
3: And I'm in Washington D.C. You're in
0: Washington D.C. And recently, you were in.
3: I lived for the last four years in Germany.
0: So,
1: and you love the traveler over we here. Love to hike. Yeah. Got
3: our hiking sticks. Excellent. True Germans. Yeah, that's
1: great. So the two of you did a session earlier today at the conference on agile in L&D. So let's talk a little bit about what that is. Uh, Maybe one of you wants to start off by explaining, first of all, what is Agile?
2: So Agile, for us, um, it's having high-performing teams delivering a high-value product. That's the way we set out to transform our organization. Agile is a mindset, really. Really, it's about changing the way we think about work. It's defined by four values and described in 12 principles. But most of the people, when you talk about Agile, say, oh yeah, Scrum or Kanban or SAFE. Uh, Those are just frameworks that really help bring that Agile mindset to life. But the key thing, if you want to remember what Agile is, is high-performing teams that are delivering high-value products.
1: So to be agile, do you need to adopt all of those, whatever you said it was, eight concepts and 12 principles? Scrum and Kanban. and.
2: Not Scrum and Kanban. You can adjust your mindset to be working in agile ways without actually doing Scrum. But you really need to know what those principles and
3: values are to be able to bring them to life. We talk a lot about people um, sort of trying to be Agile and people really doing Agile, right? So I think there's a lowercase Agile. You'll hear people refer to a lot, oh, I'm Agile because I switch projects a lot. I'm very flexible, right? I've got it. Um, but we've, what we've really been trying to do is bring those tools and processes to our people and empower them to solve problems for our learners and for our business in fundamentally different ways um, and to really stick to some of those principles so that we can um, realize the value that it promises to us.
0: So. I'm curious, with our studio audience, how many of you are aware of Agile? Okay, almost every hand is going up. How many of you are trying to use Agile in some way in your learning and development organization? Wow, about half of the people. So that's amazing. So here's one thing that I'm very curious about, because I'm trying to crack the nut on it, is Agile is great for software development. Right. That's where Uh, it was born. Right, right? it was, right? And it's really great for software development for, say, like an application like Facebook on your phone, where it says, we update every two weeks, right? And that makes sense for Agile. How do you use Agile in learning and development, where the deliverables that you're coming up with tend to be more... They've got to be out at a set date and then they're not going to change for a while.
3: Well, and it's but it's very real, right? I mean, for us, it was all about how do we take those concepts that um, brought such value to the software development context and be able to translate them into LD in a way that we would start to realize some of that incremental value and continuous improvement. And honestly, we didn't have a lot of guideposts to go by, right? Trying to, to figure out how to do that in our context was something that we knew we'd have to be uncomfortable with and that we would make mistakes and that we'd figure out what worked <laughs> as we sort of took it forward. So we use some of the principles of minimum viable product, of really focusing on what is value, right? So what what's valuable to our stakeholders might have been the first thing we would go with, a framework or a gap assessment, something like that. What value does that provide to our users, to our learners? maybe none. <laughs> and, and so a conversation around that and you know how, how much faster can you get to that actual value for your learners um, was really hard for us and, and really pushed us to think about what our products were, what our shippable products would be in a different way.
2: And I think we're still
3: working it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't
2: say we have it perfect, but we have kept improving, which is the whole point of Agile, keep improving time over time, sprint over sprint. Just keep on working on what you could be doing better. And I would say we've done
3: enormous job to make it to a better place but it's not perfect yet and it won't be ever I think what's exciting too about you know kind of getting to your question too Bob is when you're when you are working in those sort of incremental delivery sprints right and say you have a big session maybe it's a two three day session and you're but you're getting to run it over and over again maybe every couple months or every quarter or so you can change that in increments Right. right and the freedom that that gives us is tremendous. It's not just the continuous improvement, but you know, you take a company like Accenture, we've invested a lot in talent research and innovation and understanding how people learn best. Sometimes we have difficult conversations with our stakeholders about implementing some of those ideas, right, if we want to really transfer, transform a, an experience. But if you just bring that little piece into a session, right, and kind of let it prove its value or, or get some feedback from users in real time, Suddenly, we're more free. I think to bring some of that innovation into into our products, even if it is just one piece of it at a time. So
1: yeah. I, I've heard you mention the word difficult and challenge <laughs> and several. <laughs> of You're those not things. painting a rosy <laughs> picture, <laughs> right? Right. So you know, if if agile is such a good thing, why is there resistance, and how do you overcome some of that resistance?
2: So I think that one of the biggest things is that you have to unlearn the way you've been working for a number of years. It's, it's changing fundamentally the way we think about work. It's, we, ha- we are now bringing work to teams that have established themserv- themselves as really high performing versus like, oh my God, Dana is really ga- great and Bob is really great. Let's put them together and because this is a really nice cool project and let's bring in Jake to kick in. Mm-hmm. So now what we're thinking is we're creating a team that it's made up of Bob, Dana and Jake and let's bring work to them. So that has been difficult and it's a shift in the way we've been working for many many years and i think it's about unlearning is more difficult than learning a new thing
1: so how do you teach unlearning because you're, you're the you're or one I of the coaches right
2: yeah i think the key aspect is having a coach that is constantly there with you acting as a mirror and not telling you how you fix it but just sharing what you're seeing and experiences and, and under, helping you understand that you may be going back into all ways of working, and you need someone uh, to help in the transformation. Otherwise, it's very easy to go to what Carrie was saying about, yeah, we're doing Agile, we tick the box. Yeah, we're doing sprints, great.
1: So I, I, the other thing is in the, earlier in the session uh, that you attended, you made the comment that it's not so much about doing Agile as it is about being Agile. What, do you, what did you mean by that?
2: uh doing agile is we can go out and get uh, what a scrum uh framework is you've probably seen like the sprint the daily stand-ups and the sprint reviews and all of that but if you actually don't change the mindset of our people it's gonna be you're gonna get better results believe me you're gonna get more transparency and more productivity but you're never gonna get the innovation that you're gonna get if you're actually being agile, the passion from your people, the growth that you're gonna see in your teams, and the great uh, results that our clients are, are start seeing because they're actually being agile.
0: Tell us a little bit more about that agile mindset. Like, I, I, I hear a lot about, you the know. The mindset? Yeah, I hear a lot about agile isn't a process, it's a mindset. But what is that mindset?
2: So that mindset has a lot to do with being um, vulnerable being um learning how to fail it's really hard for us to like getting to that mindset of like yeah it's okay i did something wrong and the customer didn't like it well we'll just learn from it and see how we can do it better next time and that is big part of the mindset because you're you're not doing something innovative unless someone tells you that they didn't like it for a couple of times
3: I think another big thing for us, because we've been really focused on creating Agile Scrum teams in particular, um, it's, a, it's a big mindset shift towards that team-based measurement of performance and success, but also decision-making, prioritization, you know, so we're really asking people to move away from a, a sort of top-down, here's what you do, go do it, and, and come back with an update. But let's all sit around together and think about the, the outcome we're trying to reach make sure we're asking the right questions to get to the right solution for that, and then actually deciding ourselves how we're going to take that forward. And that is very different than, I think, where we were two years ago.
2: Yeah, And I think two more things, if I can just add on is, one is uh, being user-centric, and in our case, learner-centric. Just making sure that every single project that we do, we actually put the learner at the center. And the other thing that I was gonna say is, the project plans. We are so used to think about like, oh, in two. this is like I want it to look like in two years. We're really well, good at
3: that. We have beautiful <laughs> project plans. We do, but
2: <laughs> now it's like we don't know how the world is going to look like in two years. So actually like, okay, what am I going to deliver in two weeks? And, and bringing that to life, that's a big shift for us.
4: So in terms of teaming, uh, you guys mentioned teaming, I'm just curious, have you had to uh, go through any, uh, the, the teaming structure where we constantly rotate the teams after project after project? Which again, is probably pretty typical, at least for us as larger companies, for sure. But um, have you uh, adopted more of an approach where you keep the same team structure, the same people, so that way they could continue to build some type of relationship, the trust, the cadence, the, uh, the velocity, right? All those, uh, all those terms and things that you know of a typical software development team that works with an Agile?
2: Yeah, we're actually forcing our teams to stay together.
3: We're trying very much to do the latter, right? So really, really um, holding on to the belief that you create a high-performing team when you have trust and you have time together to learn and to grow and to cross skill and to be able to share capabilities across the team, um, to figure out how you work best together, how you do establish that velocity. So I won't say there aren't exceptions. There are times when we have to add people to the team for a little while or, or do a little bit of trading here and there for something special that might be happening. But 90% of the time, and I think the teams that we work on together, um, we are very protective of keeping that team as a unit so that they can continue to grow and improve as a group.
2: Yeah, and if some, some if the project ends or something, we just bring more work to the exactly. team. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I would add also is, well, one of the key aspects of Agile too is that it brings performance issues to being visible very rapidly. So there are some teams where we had to let people go because they were just not adjusting to this new way of working. They were looking for someone to actually go and tell them what they need to be doing. And that's not what's happening, very self-organized and trusting, empowered teams.
0: Well, you're basically laying out the business case for why to go agile right there. Those are some good reasons.
3: You also get the qualitative measure with Agile, too, right? So once you start using some of the um, the qualitative and the quantitative, I should say, so once you start using some of these tools, like, um, you know, a lot of people use Trello or Jira, we use LeanKit, you really do see hard numbers around how um, how much your speed is increasing, how much work it take, a team can take on, and those are really powerful tools when it comes to planning and forcing prioritization in your work. Yeah.
1: So with all of this transition, and I know that you're still in the middle of it, or maybe even like Maybe forever. <laughs> maybe it's always a, an so, evolution. So is it worth it, and how do you know?
3: I think it's, well, I have a lot of reasons why I think it's worth it, but I can tell you that my teams who are high-performing now, and it's a privilege to represent them in this conversation, they would not go back. If we changed on them and said, nope, this is no longer the way we're going, you're going to have to go back to the old ways of working, would be like, why? that's completely inefficient. Why would we do that?
1: And what about, what about sponsors and clients? And-
3: so we had clients
2: coming to, to one of our teams saying um, they were seeing such a change in the quality and the products they were receiving for our teams that they actually wanted me to come in and share what we were doing as an agile team and how can they start working in a different way. So if they want it for themselves, it feels that they are actually seeing a, diff- a change. So,
0: Caro, uh, and Carrie, too, but since you spend so much time teaching people Agile, for people in our audience who want to know more about it, where should they go? Do you have any book recommendations or sites to see, or what do you think?
2: Um, depends on what you want to learn. Just put Agile. There's tons of things sure. out there. Um, uh, I would definitely recommend a book called Coaching Agile Teams by Lisa Adkins. Um, that would... That's kind of the Rosetta
0: Stone mm-hmm. of Agile.
2: It, 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 it really helped me get yeah. into the mood. It helps you understand, like, why are you doing all these events that Scrum uh, represents? It, it basically focuses a lot on Scrum, but it helps you to take a look at why would you be doing all this extra or amended things? Um, and it helps you get into the mindset, which is the key thing. Or and Age of Agile
3: by Steve. I was going to say the same thing. Age of Agile is great, and I think if you just want general inspiration, I think Sprint is awesome as well.
4: I was going to provide one additional recommendation. There is a book out there called Agile for Instructional Designers. It's from Megan Torrance. Um, So those that do know her, it's a really good book. Uh, I'm sure you might be able to pick it up there actually at Maisie or at the Learning Twenty Nineteen. But it is something that our team internally has done at the firm right now, um, reading that and trying to learn from each other and, and how do we bring Agile into the way that we work currently.
0: Great, lots of resources. So thank you, Carrie Paquette, Carol Paduch, thank you for being here. Thank you. Let's hear it for that one.